Hey there, my name is Lisa Garrow, and I am the founder of Candy Event Consulting, and this is October, so we are in Mental Health Awareness Month, and I wanted to just come on and share a presentation with you that I put together probably about two or three years ago, and this is meant to be for anyone that is planning or promoting your own events, and you are passionate about the work that you're doing. You're putting everything you've got into connecting others together. I experienced, because I was an early on event planner, right, basically from when I was a kid, I learned that I loved events. I loved gathering people together. I loved bringing in others to that excitement, building teams, bringing partners on. That was all part of my world way back when in my teens and 20s. But what I found by the time I was 21, I was completely cooked. I was just so tired and I didn't really know how to manage my own work and my passion. And sometimes I used to joke about passion management because it is something that is hard for many of us that are trying to really lean in to the work and bring everything we've got, our heart and our soul and our skills to that work. But sometimes we can cross over where it becomes too much. And I want to share this presentation with you because I think it's so important for us to recognize that there is more. There is more for you if you want to stay planning events for a long time. Many of us have been through some really difficult periods over the last couple of years through COVID. Um, looking at what does mental health awareness look like for ourselves, for our industry, for the people that are around us on our planning teams, we need to take this seriously. And I am so happy that I was able to come out of what I knew uh, later on in my life was burnout when I first started recognizing these things in myself. Once you've had a listen to it, reach out if you'd like to have a conversation. I'm more than happy to have a conversation with you and help you to see what's next. Maybe just to share where you're at today. Please reach out. Again, you can reach us at kennyconsulting.ca slash contact, or there will be a way for you to connect to my Calendly link in the in the description and in the comments when I'm posting this as well. So reach out, take a listen to the presentation. It's called Burning Out to Burning Bright. Love, passion, skills. There was a beginning, and as event planners, there was a place where it all started. A time when you found your purpose, where you jumped in to contribute, or you were asked to help out, and you did. You have felt that warmth that turned into a burning purpose. We would all describe the time and place differently, but we wouldn't be in this industry without a fire in our belly to bring people together in meaningful ways. As event planners, we are masters, masters at mapping out complicated and complex problems, masters of keeping everything and everyone on task and on track. We are the cheerleaders, the butt kickers. We are the ones who hold the keys, the passwords, the critical path, and the passion to see the event through. We become passion masters too. We create, we organize, we systemize, and continually strive to improve, to stoke the fire, and to create glowing experiences where our guests will gather and feel the warmth long after we've packed up the last of the Prosecco bar. 
The definition of to burn means a flame or a glow while consuming materials such as wood. It's a source of heat. It's love or passion and an energy source. The definition also contrasts the helpful uses of fire with the dangers of a fire getting out of control. In our striving, in our push to the end that never ends, in the muscling through, in the putting out of fires, we can lose sight of tending to our own fire. Our passion goes unchecked and we can start to feel the heat or worse yet, no heat at all. And that's what happened to me. What is burnout? It's a physical or mental collapse caused by overwork or stress. It's a breakdown in vital energy, stamina, self-control through exhaustion. Even that feeling of helplessness. When burnout sets in, previously simple and clear tasks become complicated and confusing. People say you should understand and get moving on a task, but they don't understand, which leads to even more acute feelings of shame and a deeper sense of incompetence. Those who are burning out move from a general feeling of being stressed out to experiencing shame that they can't keep up or that they're making unforced errors. They might be shrinking away from their responsibilities. They might be feeling a paralysis or overall avoidance and often move to manage their physical issues that have emerged from the long process of burnout. Self-doubt can be the final flickers before the landscape of your work and passion is fully charred. I grew up in a family that was very clearly living with passion and purpose. Early on, I began to understand the importance of finding my areas of gifting, working to refine my abilities, and putting those skills to work for the greater community-focused good. When I was 12, our family moved to work in an inner-city community where my eyes were opened to the cruelty, sadness, and discouragement that many people faced. As much as I saw so much pain, abuse, and loneliness around me, it became my joy to practice my skills and apply my gifts. As a kid, my parents stressed the importance of working in our strengths and not getting too worked up about the things we didn't naturally do well. So I started gathering my skills and abilities and passions like logs to add to a fire. I was creative. I drew pictures. I told stories. I learned to express myself and even entertain others. I was playful. I loved kids and I started kids clubs. I illustrated children's materials and even ran children's camps. It was so fun to create these delightful experiences. I was organized. I helped to pull together community activities and family camps, concerts in the park. And I loved to see how a little organization could go a long way in connecting others. I was a leader. From early on, my parents instilled a confidence to stand out from the crowd, to make decisions and consider others in big sky plans. In helping to set a vision and lead teams to bigger goals, that was energizing. I was a mentor. Even when I was young, I had more and more experiences, and I started to face a variety of different challenges that I had to find solutions to. 
I saw how my experiences could serve and encourage others so they could find and apply their own gifts. I was an adventurer. I grew up watching my aunts and uncles and parents come home from travels and stations around the world. They told stories of people living across the ocean. And I started to travel with teams to places to Mexico and Costa Rica and Nicaragua, and then eventually to Papua New Guinea. There were so many beautiful things to experience, things to learn and ways that I could support local efforts to solve big problems like poverty and disaster and injustice around the world. By the time I was 12, I was creating and running programs with my family, rallying people together for community events, bringing youth on canoe trips, recruiting and directing volunteers for those kids clubs. And for over 10 years, I worked to apply these skills that I was learning. I actually wanted to put out fires. But in putting out the fires of others, I began my slow, deadly burn. I was fueling the fire with more and more connections in our community who asked for help. Over time, I saw the negative impact of jumping in too fast, too deep, too long. I spent month after month, year after year, putting more logs on the fire, finding new and creative ways for people to be inspired, to learn, to connect with each other. I was feeling important and needed, sure, but I was starting to burn out. In our environment of inner city Winnipeg, where I was seeing so much disconnection, pain, loneliness, I continued to work hard and create a way for marginalized, hurting people to feel welcome and part of something bigger. To feel that belonging that comes from true face-to-face community gatherings. What I didn't realize was I wasn't managing my fire. Over time, into my early 20s, I started to break down. And I started to break down often. I would commit to apply my gifts. I would dive in unreserved and I would give it my all. And I would break down. Unfortunately, my all had started to feel different. My all felt scattered. My all felt stressed. My all felt not enough. There were so many situations that needed a helping hand, so many people that needed support. There was no way I could do enough to really make a difference. There was no way I could be enough to make a difference. I started to feel out of control, exhausted, and unable to follow through. My fire had not only burned out of control, but it was starting to affect more than me. This out-of-control fire was starting to affect the programs and the events I was trying to run, and more importantly, the people I was trying to serve. The flames could be seen for miles. I was doing so much that I felt like a jack of all trades, but a master of none. It sucked the life right out of me. And the fire I had created that was once healthy and happy was now burning out. My bad days were becoming more and more familiar, and there were more of them than the good. I didn't know myself anymore. I didn't know what I enjoyed, let alone what I was good at. I started to expect the regular meltdowns and the disappointment I would cause by not following through. My work felt substandard and slapped together. It was time to make a change. I didn't know what was happening, but I did know I needed to get up off the chart earth, 
dust myself off and start again. The alternative was to live my life without a sense of purpose and fire. When I decided to make a change, it didn't happen overnight, and I didn't even know what change meant. This was all I knew. In the middle of one of my introspective pity parties, I was encouraged to see that there were actually still embers, that there was still warmth from the fire I had built. Embers for me were a reminder that there was a fire burning at the beginning, and it had brought light, it had brought warmth, and it was a place for people to gather to feel that sense of community and belonging. It was when I turned 24 that I recognized that something had to be done. I chose to escape to the hills, and I planted myself squarely in Calgary, right next to the Canadian Rocky Mountains, to do this work of finding myself. Over time, I found my place. I got grounded. I found my purpose again. I learned what fired me up and how it looked different. I leaned into my passion. I wanted to honor the fire that was there, even if it wasn't very bright anymore. I wanted to give myself permission to have that passion and create meaningful gatherings, meaningful events where people and communities could truly connect. How did I find my place, my purpose, and my passion? First, I stopped. I took time to reflect on the burn, to evaluate those embers, to explore what energized me, and to enjoy those activities that fed me, all of me. I took classes and I looked for opportunities to go deeper instead of wider in honing my skills. I was gentle on myself and I took the time to learn and grow into my new skin. I put my newfound skills into play. I embraced the concept of enough. I approached each and every day with a goal of being content with what that day would bring. The peace came when I knew that I had added a log or two, stoked the flames, and I was still managing my fire well. I opened my eyes to see how others responded to and respected the fire I was creating now. It was well under control and the benefits were being felt. Soon I saw the purpose and passion of others and the value of sharing the experience of building and managing fires together. Now, how do you spot burnout in yourself? You might feel out of control like I did, unsure of your why, maybe your direction is feeling muddy, maybe you're checking out and hiding or making mistakes and you're afraid somebody's going to find out. Let's spot the difference between being tired and being weary. This can be a first start. Being tired means, as many of us in event planning know, the long days, the sore feet, maybe you're emotionally spent and you need to rest. The remedy is sleep, maybe a change of scenery, maybe a foot massage, a holiday, a girl's night. Weary, on the other hand, there is a long-term effort. There is the same tasks you're doing over and over again with little progress. Maybe there is a reducing effectiveness of what has worked before. 
Sometimes we call this bone exhaustion, just to the, I'm exhausted to the bone. Maybe you're unable to sleep, or maybe you're getting too much sleep. Maybe you're dreading the next day or the activities of your next day, and you might even be having feelings of depression. The remedy for feeling weary is different. You need to find support. You need to lean into your mentors. Maybe there's therapy that you can be signing up for. Maybe there's a redirection of your work or your rhythm in life. There is a long-term commitment to strategies to move from unhealthy coping to a healthy routine. If you are burning out, you might feel that you just can't meet the demand. In the last couple of years, maybe you haven't had the ability to scale up, learn the technology needed to run a hybrid event. Maybe you've been dropping the ball or hiding mistakes, or maybe you're medicating to meet the demands of your work or your projects. You might want to revisit the beginning. Remember what fired you up? What got you fired up and ready to jump in and solve problems and plan events that matter? You might want to look back, do some journaling and find ways to carefully start fueling your fire again. Maybe you want to explore if where you started is where you are now. Do you still have the same skills, passions, desires, or maybe have your goals changed? Have you learned new skills? Are you adopting new passions that you feel like you want to explore? Maybe you have a desire to bring people together in different ways. Maybe your goals as an event planner have changed. Maybe the logs you put onto your fire need to change too. Put some support systems and personal checks in place so you notice when that fire is becoming unmanageable. We need you to take care of yourselves and we need to take care of those around us. And it all means that we have to manage that fire. How can you support others in your world? Maybe you are a team leader. Maybe you are somebody that is planning and promoting events for an organization or for a company. How can you be an ember encourager? First, understand for yourself how to handle and manage your fire. Be aware of the signs and symptoms and how it could show up in your workplace or on your team. Maybe create systems and safety for checking in. How can you, in a positive way, collectively learn to call out the best in each other? It's time to be positive, but to be real. Maybe it means telling your story. Telling my story has been an opportunity for me to make peace with my past, but also to encourage others to really find their fire. We need to dissipate the mystery and reduce the shame by selectively sharing how this has shown up for each one of us. It's time to create space where every event planner has a voice, can be seen, and is truly heard. Together, let's create a common language around stress and burnout. Through my early experience of burnout, I now feel ready for anything. I'm passionate to stay self-aware, to be flexible, and to be available to myself and to those around me. 
I now live out my passion to create meaningful gatherings and to work to support anyone planning or promoting events anywhere. Because I've been there, I now have a passion to help others find their passion and stoke their fire in healthy ways. I know that I'm now ready for anything, but it wasn't always that way. Event planning never gets easier. We just get stronger. I believe we can use that strength and apply our skills for the good of our clients, our companies, and the communities we are so gifted to serve. I'm ready to be a light on the hill and would invite you to join me by reigniting your own fire. What skills, passion, and abilities can you gather to start to stoke your own fire? It's your choice. It's your work. It's up to you how you will show up. But your flame needs to be seen. Your warmth of your work needs to be felt. A couple of years ago, my sister gave me a birthday card. The message was meaningful to me and leads us right into where we can be in stoking our own fire. Your journey is like no other. Your talents are unique to you. Your gifts can make a difference in this world. May you have a year that brings many opportunities to make a difference by just being you. There can be a collective warmth that is created when we all start to build the fires that matter. Be you, gather your logs, light your fire. Be true to yourself, manage your fire, stay in the game and continue to make that difference that only you can make.